With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. Final show for me from uh, this show digitally. I got Fox Bet Live. I'm on Sean Hannity tonight. Still a lot more media to do. And then... I'll be able to uh, to rest a bit, head back to Nashville in advance of the Super Bowl. But I want to say right off the top here, $5 bet on either the Rams or on the Bengals. And I will tell you my gambling picks right off the top here in a moment. Rams or Bengals, right? $5 bet turns in to $280. You know that Valentine's Day is Monday. And by the way, if you didn't know that Valentine's Day is Monday... You should have known Valentine's Day is Monday. Uh, And you get your girlfriend, you get your boyfriend, you get friend, family, whatever it is. Take the other side. That's a $10 bet. You're guaranteed to win $280. That could be a heck of a Valentine's Day dinner for you and your significant other. Why not go ahead and sign up? All you have to do is go to fanduel.com slash clay. That is fanduel.com slash clay. All right. My gambling picks on the Super Bowl. Three big ones for you out there, all right? Uh, You just heard us talking about it potentially on Clay and Buck. Uh, But I am on the Rams minus four. I'm on the under 48 and a half. uh, And I am on Aaron Donald to be the MVP. I will explain those for you in a moment. Also, if you want to know an exact score because you are one of the people that enjoys betting exact scores... I'm probably not going to get the exact score right because the odds are crazy, but I'm going with the Rams by 10, 27 to 17. Five different touchdowns scored in this game is my prediction. I like the under, I like the Rams minus four, and I also like Aaron Donald to be MVP. Why am I picking Aaron Donald to be MVP? Because... To me, the biggest gap in overall talent in this game is between the Ram defensive line uh, and the Bengal offensive line. Joe Burrow has been sacked quite a lot, including nine times by my Tennessee Titans in a game that they managed to lose because Tannehill choked it away. I believe Aaron Donald is going to dominate. Floyd is great. Von Miller has been coming on. We know how good that defensive line can be for the Rams. And I believe that Aaron Donald is your MVP. You can get him at 16 to 1 right now. 16 to 1 MVP. He dominates on the defensive line, may go ahead and create a couple of turnovers uh, as a part of that. I got Aaron Donald. Also, you want another defensive player to bet on. How about Jalen Ramsey? You can get him at 80 or 90 to 1. Maybe covering Jamar Chase, could get a pick six, could make some plays in the secondary. I like this Rams defense to play really, really well, all right? So, Rams minus four, the under 48 and a half, Aaron Donald as the MVP. You can spread your MVP bets around if you take somebody other than Stafford or Burrow, who obviously as the quarterbacks are the favorites to end up being the MVP. Now, 
Who's got the most at stake? One of the things I always think about whenever you have a Super Bowl is which player or players has the most at risk, the most at stake? To me, this answer is simple. It's Matthew Stafford, right? Matthew Stafford never had won a playoff game while he was with the the Detroit Lions. Comes, gets traded for, credit to Sean McVay, comes to the Rams, now has won three straight playoff games, and is getting an opportunity to play the Super Bowl in the home stadium of the Rams at SoFi. If Matthew Stafford wins this Super Bowl, based on all of the yards that he's already passed for, and he's going to go well over, I believe, 50,000 and continue to soar, he has a very good chance, I believe, to be an NFL Hall of Famer. If you look at the fact that he's 34 years old, I believe, if he stamps that Hall of Fame uh, resume with a Super Bowl win and then has the ability to continue for another two or three or four years, which I think he would, to post big-time passing yardage seasons with Sean McVay as his head coach, then he rides off into the NFL sunset, I believe, as a Hall of Famer based on the totality of his resume. If he loses this game, going to be a lot more like Matt Ryan, who actually is really good friends with Matthew Stafford. I don't know that Stafford will ever get another opportunity to win. Cam Newton never got another opportunity to win. Doesn't look like Matt Ryan is ever going to get another Super Bowl opportunity to win. Despite what you might see from Brady, despite what you might see from Peyton Manning, the idea of going to four or more Super Bowls is an incredible rarity. Patrick Mahomes already been to two at his youthful age. Given Stafford being 34 and how many talented young players there are, the odds of Matthew Stafford ever getting back to a Super Bowl, in my opinion, and winning it are low. So in terms of the overall resume, in terms of the overall legacy, there is no doubt to me that Matthew Stafford has the most at stake of any player. Now, there are other players out there that could also change their overall uh, sort of image in the league. Odell Beckham Jr. went from never winning a playoff game to also, like Matthew Stafford, winning three this year. And if he had a really good Super Bowl, which I think he might, if Odell Beckham Jr. has a really good Super Bowl, as he rolls into free agency, he's forever changed what the league thinks about him because he becomes a Super Bowl champion. Uh, On the other side, look, Joe Burrow is so young. I believe if you are a Cincinnati Bengal fan right now, as difficult as it is to lose a Super Bowl, and maybe you got a Dan Marino incident where you get there really young and you never get back, but given how good Joe Burrow is, I think the odds are very good that he is going to be in another Super Bowl given the fact that he's only 25 years old. So even if the Bengals don't win this Super Bowl, I think they will be back at some point in the future. So the stakes are not as high for Burrow. Having said that, if Burrow were to win this game, think about this for a minute. Burrow would have a national championship, a Heisman Trophy, and the number one overall draft pick and a Super Bowl, right? He would complete what Cam Newton was unable to complete. Although to be fair, Cam Newton was named uh, the MVP and Joe Burrow has not yet been the MVP so far. Now, if you voted, and frankly, I think you should, on NFL MVP after the playoffs are over, I think Joe Burrow probably would have won instead of Aaron Rodgers. But I just want to point this out. First of all, 
congrats. To, so that's my Super Bowl legacy building. Certainly Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. There are a lot of big names that if they win that Super Bowl, it cements their legacy because of the way that we value the Super Bowl. Uh, and so there are a lot of different storylines at play there. Uh, but th- th- I would say, again, Stafford with the most at stake. Zach Taylor has already really stamped himself by even making this Super Bowl run uh, with the Bengals. Sean McVay's 36, man. If he wins this Super Bowl, then the question will become, is Sean McVay going to be a coaching lifer? Because remember, he's already been there six years. Or is there some element of John Madden about Sean McVay where he might decide he doesn't want to be a head coach uh, years into the future? I don't know. But I still feel like Sean McVay, now in his second Super Bowl, will eventually win. I also would like to point out that McVay made a really difficult decision. He decided that Jared Goff, the guy who got him to the Super Bowl just a couple of years ago, wasn't good enough to win the Super Bowl, and he went and got Matthew Stafford. If he gets it done, this to me is a sign for a lot of teams that have really good talent around their quarterback that if you get the opportunity to go get your guy, even if he's aged, even if he's older than you might want, to make a run at the Super Bowl, it's worth it. And that guy could be Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers wins his fourth MVP last night in Los Angeles. What I loved about Aaron Rodgers winning was he's still unvaccinated. I think the single bravest thing that any player has done is just own his decision-making like Aaron Rodgers has uh, and make the choice, make the decision to show up in L.A. in a crowded theater. He's unvaccinated like I am. He's had COVID like I have. And I saw almost no one even talking about it. That he was in L.A., one of the most restrictive places out there. No mask. Maybe they made him get a negative COVID test. I don't know. Uh, But then he got up on the stage, won the MVP. And now the question is, is he going to stay in Green Bay? Is it possible that Aaron Rodgers saw what happened to Tom Brady and wants to force a trade somewhere else to potentially finish his career? This is going to be a story, I think, over the next couple of weeks to pay a lot of attention to. But congratulations to Aaron Rodgers, who I think is actually the bravest athlete alongside of guys like like Novak Djokovic, Kyrie Irving, who have been willing to speak out and make public pronouncements about their own health choice. Shouldn't have to do it, but the fact that he's been willing to own his choice and take aim at people who have come after him, I think it deserves a great deal of commendation for Aaron Rodgers. Congrats to him on the Super Bowl. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, Clay Travis here. We'll be right back. But first, here's a word. I want to tell you, how about the fact that almost every blue state now has made the decision to end their mask mandate. Many for schools. Delaware, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, California, Oregon, Nevada. Did you see the video that I posted? If we can splice this thing in as a part of this discussion for the shorter clips that I'll end up sharing later in the day. 
lot of people have tried to argue it's no big deal that we've made kids wear masks now for two years. I think that's a lie. I asked my own kids before I spoke out at my school board meeting in August. I said, hey, what do you guys think about wearing masks? They said, dad, we hate it. I said, so if I go speak on your behalf, my fifth grader and my first grader, they said, yeah, dad, we'd like for you to argue that kids shouldn't have to wear masks. Did you see the reaction in Las Vegas, which I believe all the casinos everywhere in the state of Nevada going all the way back, if you look at it, uh, to July of last year, suddenly they made the decision we're ending the mandate. If you saw the way those kids reacted, the pure glee, the joy, as that teacher announced that there was no longer a requirement that they wear masks. What we have done in our COVID response, particularly to children, in making them wear masks, and I think I got a mask laying around in here, or I got one in my pocket or wherever it is because I'm in LA and you're supposed to be carrying around a mask. Cloth masks don't work. What we have made our kids do, if you look at all the data, there is no difference between kids wearing masks and not wearing masks. And I'll use my own backyard, basically, where I live as an example. Born and raised, K-12, through public school kid in Nashville. I live now in the Franklin-Brentwood area just south of town, if you're familiar with Nashville. Williamson County, my kids go to public school. Williamson County, no mask mandate. Davidson County, mask mandate. The rates of COVID infection in both counties are nearly identical. In fact, Williamson County is a little bit lower. The idea that mask mandates work is a complete and total lie with no justification whatsoever. And the idea that we have made our kids wear masks is the biggest American public policy failure since Vietnam. And I said it earlier today on Clay and Buck, and thank you for the nearly 12 million of you who downloaded podcast episodes in January, a new high for for listenership. I said then, and I want you to listen carefully what I said then. These midterms need to be a referendum on the failed political decision-making of everyone who argued for COVID restrictions. Johns Hopkins study came out, lockdowns, shutdowns, school shutdowns, none of it made any kind of significant difference. For two years, they have basically destroyed normalcy in life. And one reason why we need a massive uh, turnout in the midterms is because democracies require that politicians be held accountable for their poor judgments. And you can't just point to the experts who got it all wrong and say, oh, we just tried to follow the science. No, you didn't. Because the science has been clear for nearly two years now on many of these issues. And there was no way to justify it. And suddenly all these states, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, uh, as I was laying it all out, California, Oregon, now Nevada, all these different blue states that are suddenly ending all of their restrictions. You need to know the science isn't changing. What is changing is the political calculations as the consequences for those choices becomes more and more readily apparent. Don't allow them to confuse you about what is actually taking place. Don't allow. Hold politicians accountable for their choices. That's why we need a massive onslaught of uh, a red wave 
to hold Democrat politicians responsible for the choices that they made. Uh, it appears that Brian Harson now is going to be back at Auburn. The long, ridiculous, protracted, absurd situation with Brian Harson at Auburn is over. The university has announced that he will return and this entire process is super weird. Auburn is one of the messiest, probably the messiest, even more messy than SEC school Tennessee uh, is when it comes to the way that their athletic department is run. I don't know what the long-range consequences will be. Uh, but when Tommy Tuberville almost got run out for Bobby Petrino and when Gene Chizik almost lost his job, both of those guys ended up having undefeated seasons. So maybe Brian Harson is going to end up having an incredible run at Auburn, but it feels really strange the way that whole process played out. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me in terms of analyzing it on a larger picture. Finally, just a few minutes ago, there was an announcement that Russia's invasion of Ukraine may be imminent. Every American who is in Ukraine is supposed to leave in the next 24 or 48 hours. And the Biden administration has now come out and said they expect for Ukraine to be invaded maybe while the Winter Olympics are going on in Beijing. It's unbelievable because their expectation was at least while the Olympics are going on, things will remain somewhat calm. That obviously may not be the case. So I want you to think about what's going on with Biden right now. Southern border has record numbers of illegal immigrants coming across. 7.5% inflation rate. Afghanistan failure. Ukraine failure. Uh, All-time highs for murders in many different cities, including the most police officers murdered in 2021 going all the way back to 1995. That is the biggest high for murders, unfortunately, of police in a quarter century. If you break all of this down, every single thing that Joe Biden touches turns to crap. He has got the Bidus touch, and it is leading right now to some of the lowest approval ratings for a president that we have ever seen. Even CNN, 41% approval rating, 58% disapproval. It is an indefensible mess. Get your bets in. Hopefully Ukraine, we don't have any mess and everybody can just enjoy the Super Bowl between the Rams and the Bengals on Sunday. One more time, Rams minus four, the under and also Aaron Donald as MVP. I will be uh, with you on Fox Bet Live here in a little over an hour at 2 o'clock Pacific, 3 o'clock Mountain, 4 o'clock Central, and 5 o'clock East Coast. And then I will be on Sean Hannity tonight. I want to thank all of you for the support that you have shown. Outkick, DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, fanduel.com slash clay. $5 bet turns into 280. Have a friend bet the other side, and for $10, you're guaranteed to win 280. Just in time for Valentine's, my gifts to all of you are those fantastic winners. This has been Outkick the Show. Appreciate y'all.